Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Volklin v. State 510-SW2D-585, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, 1974. Friends, let's get on the ship. The ship that sails to the First Amendment promised land. What happened in this case? Let's find out. The opinion says, quote, Appellant was convicted of the offense of knowingly exhibiting obscene matter. Punishment was assessed by a jury at $1,000 fine and six months confinement. End quote. Six months in jail. White beaters don't get that much. Like I always like to mention to my dear audience, we got to adjust that for inflation. So I plug that into the Europe. U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics CPI Inflation Calculator. $1,000 back then is approximately $5,420.52. Imagine that. That type of fine for exhibiting obscene matter. What was the item in question? It says, quote, one magazine entitled The Advanced Handbook of Oral Sex for purpose of sale, end quote. Have any of you old-timers read the Advanced Handbook of Oral Sex? Given that it's obscene, you might have a hard time coming across that, but maybe you got it before it was deemed obscene. Have you read the Handbook of Oral Sex as to differentiate it from the Advanced Handbook of Oral Sex. Maybe you're a beginner and the Advanced Handbook is too difficult. I'm not sure such a book would be obscene. Obviously, I don't have this here, so I don't know what's inside. But if it's a mere instruction manual, you can get that stuff at Barnes & Noble any day. This defendant raised a number of issues. One was attacking the constitutionality of what was then Article 527. Later it became 4123 and 4323. A lot of trials for obscenity do deal with this. So I applaud him for going straight ahead and charging the constitutionality of it. Unfortunately, They didn't find this persuasive. He also tried to apparently quash the issue, but they didn't find that persuasive either. He also argued there wasn't enough evidence to convict him, but they didn't find that persuasive. I'm sure you're seeing a theme right here. They're not finding things persuasive. One issue I haven't seen before was Apparently here the state tried to, quote, reopen after both sides had closed. And then he claimed this was an error, but the court said, no, that's fine. Another issue was he wanted to present an expert witness. They say it's not in the record anywhere, so it doesn't get the time of day. 
he tried to present what he called a formal bill of exception, but they say that's also not in the record, so they can't comment on that. Another issue was the quote, in Appellant's 13th ground of error, he contends that the trial court erred in refusing to grant him a charge based on Article 527, Section 2. Now, this is different than Section 4121 to 4323 because it's very specific. Specific. It talks about the given roles, whereas Section 4323 and 4123, they are more general in nature. And I have discussed this on another podcast where we discuss that, those statutes in particular. But this is an old statute that preceded that one we've discussed. In this statute, they talk about how it's not... If you're just a motion picture projectionist, you probably won't be deemed guilty. And in fact, that issue did come up in one of Senate trial. Another issue he tried to raise was he claimed the court didn't have enough evidence to note he was actually there when this happened. They say, quote, there is no difference between principals and accomplices in misdemeanor cases, end quote. That's not the exact quote, but it's pretty similar. They mentioned that a couple times in this case, actually, about principals and accomplices. I wonder why that's the case. I wonder why misdemeanors are different than felonies. So ultimately, they conclude the following, quote, finding no reversible error, the judgment is affirmed, end quote. Alas, alas. Fourteen grounds of errors is a lot to bring forth, so I applaud our friend here. That is worthy of being promoted, getting a new rank in the Army of the First Amendment, if you ask me, as long as Volklin here did not commit some heinous offense. If you commit heinous offenses, you don't get promotions. You don't get to go to First Amendment Heaven, which is where we need to strive to go. We need to strive to get promotions, too. Volklin very well could be in Heaven now, First Amendment Heaven, because this happened so long ago. It's possible he's still alive. I'm not sure. Whatever the case, we need to strive to enter First Amendment Heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.